Good morning. How's everybody? Pretty good. Having a good Mother's Day? Uh, any any uh, mother here this morning that was served breakfast in bed by any chance? Ah, great. Oh. Beats first service. We had, I think, just one at, um, at first service who did that. So it must have been the time of the day, right? It was just too early, 9 o'clock, to do something like that. So, Well, I... I um, I, I just want to give my personal thanks to all of you who are moms. Thank you so much for what you do. I shared first service that, you know, when you look at uh, mother and a father, but today we're thinking about our moms. It's the highest calling, really, uh, in, you know, way up there, definitely way, way up there in terms of what has value. And we might also say uh, sometimes it is the hardest Calling. Anybody ever felt like it's been a challenge at some point or another to be a mother? Any? Raise those hands, anybody? All right, yeah. But you know what? I, I, I have a third one to it, and I think it's, it's this. It's a holy calling. It's a holy calling because you think of God entrusting an innocent child into the care of a mother or the care of a father, um, there, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know if it gets any holier than that in terms of being able to bring God into the life of another person, which is a wonderful thing that a, a mom has the privilege of doing along with dads. And um, so, here's what we're going to do that's just, I, it's just, I think it'd be awesome. It was, it was really good first service, heard Lots of positive about it. And so I thought, you know, um, in fact, Becky thought of this. Uh, somebody from our, our own church body who really has a story to tell that I think you'd all love to hear. And that's uh, Angela Lawman. Well, Angela, I really so, so much appreciate you doing this. And, You're welcome. Uh, uh, it's great of you to step in at the last minute and, and uh, be willing to share from your own life. And what, what we're going to do is we're going to take five, eight minutes, ten minutes, and, and kind of uh, give a little background so you can get to know Angela, and, and then we'll, we'll get uh, to her story that, that she has, which is really her story and her family's story. It's not, not just, not just An- Angela. So uh, I've known Angela for a while, which is a privilege, and uh, actually did her and Wayne's uh, wedding. And um, so let's let's uh, just talk a little bit. Who are you? Where are you from? And and um, you know how how long you've been at Brookside? And just kind of go through some of that. Okay. All right. Great. Well, I'm Angela, and I I have to start off by saying that there um, is a couple in the audience that um, went to ch- I went to church with when I was a little girl really? who are here today. And I would get my dad and Mr. Timian mixed up because they had the same hairline, and they're right there. Is that right? So, Both good-looking guys. Yeah, yes, men. yes, yeah. great men. Yes. <laughs> really, you so, knew each other way yeah. back. Well, yeah. That's fantastic. Good to see you guys. Great. Um, I am one of three girls. I'm the oldest of three daughters to Bill and Mary Bauhard. Um, we, uh, all of our names start with A, so growing up we were known as the A-Team. The A-Team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not that you look like no. the A-Team, but Hopefully yes. not, no. All right. But <laughs> I, tough. But tough. Tough. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Um, I am a wife to Wayne, and uh, we were married on May 19th, 1990, and yes, you married us. Yeah. Um, 
So that time has flown. We uh, talk about that. I could, uh, it was your sister Alice that mentioned yeah. to me one day that I could actually end up doing a wedding for, she was spending one of her kids. And, yeah. You know, and after talking with your oldest son and finding out how serious he is about the girl he's dating, I guess, a, you know, we could, be, could be real yeah. soon. Yeah. No, just Not kidding. Not that soon. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. All right. So. Uh, so I'm a wife, I'm a mom of three, um, and we'll talk about the kids in a little bit, but yeah. uh, we have three children. I'm a teacher. I teach at Miller North High School. Where you went to high school. Where I graduated yeah. in 1987. Great. And uh, so I'm there and loving it. In fact, I think there's some students in the, in the audience today right. that are mine. Um, and I'm a recent graduate. I graduated, graduated with my master's degree on Friday. Isn't that so. great, everybody? Wow. Fantastic. Thank you. So you have had a lot going on. A lot. Yeah. 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 I think it's so great that you're, you know, you've gone back and teaching and teaching at the school you went to. Yeah. Uh, that that yeah. that in itself is a fun yeah. fun thing to think yeah. about. Yeah, I stayed home for 15, 15 years to start and raise a family and um, went, this is my second year back. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So you uh, started coming to Brookside when you were about how, how old? A junior in high school. Junior um, in high school. We had moved away for a year and then came back and uh, we were Meeting over in Woodhaven yeah. Shopping Center. That's for those of you who are newer to Brookside. Uh, we we started meeting in an elementary school, Willa Cather, and then we mm-hmm. went to this little shopping center at 160th and West Center called the Woodhaven Center, and that's mm-hmm. when you guys, uh-huh. so that's way back. Way back, yeah, yeah. like 19, what, 1985, 86? Yeah. Sure, would have been right in there. Yeah. 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 Okay. And um, I'm trying to think... Maybe just to maybe just to link the two together, thinking of your family and in mm-hmm. the church. And how old were you when you made the decision mm-hmm. to follow Jesus Christ as as your Savior? I was five. Five years five old. Five years old. Just think mm-hmm. of that, everybody. Five. Yeah, yeah. and knew completely that uh, I, I wanted to follow Christ and name Him Lord of my life. Yeah. Wow. You know, just just a little checkpoint on this. Something, that, yeah. Never underestimate a child's ability to understand biblical truth at a very, very, very young young age. And uh, I know our son Greg uh, and Nikki. I think was actually about the same age or a year older. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of fun. Who who actually? You know, did you have a conversation with one person in particular on that? Or? It was my mom. With your mom? Yep. Yeah. yeah. We were shopping and uh, just decided at that point, for whatever reason, that uh, that was the day. That was the time in the day and uh, just wanted to declare him Lord of my life. Wow. Like when you were out shopping? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so they're right there in uh, pennies. You... Whatever. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. No. That's great. Yeah. But, th- of course, that didn't just happen. Over- that came after hearing your parents talk to you mm-hmm. and right. and your experience yeah. with the church and what you learned. Yeah. But but putting it all together, you were able to do that at, yeah. at five. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, thinking of, of your family, um, your parents, and w- any, any other aspects of how you were impacted in the family uh, that were important to you? You know, I um, grew up in a, in a strong Christian home. Um, we attended church regularly, okay. Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesdays. Um, I was involved in a, in a children's ministry where um, I memorized lots and lots of scripture. A lot verses. of verses, a lot mm-hmm. of scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, which became very important, yeah. which you shared 
later became very important yeah. later on in, in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Great, great. Um, what about the church? Anything else in the church at all you want to add? Kind of, it, it wasn't just... It wasn't just the church, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't only your parents. Mm-hmm. It was, in a sense, the two of them. Oh, absolutely. It was, yeah, absolutely. It was just um, the church and my family, um, it was very important to us. I mean, that was the, the church. We centered our lives around uh, God. Okay. All right. And then you uh, graduated from high school. I did. And you went off to college, and, mm-hmm. and the school you went to, speaking of Ron Brown. Yeah, yeah. University of Nebraska at Lincoln. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was he coaching back then? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to put my ears together answer. here, you know. <laughs> I have um, no idea. All right, yeah. Uh, and uh, in what year in school were you when you met the man? When I met Wayne, um, you know, my freshman year, so that would have been in wow. 1987. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we both went to Campus Crusade for Christ, All right. um, which is a great uh, university, um, non-denominational sort of um, yeah. Christian group. group. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And uh, he was the MC, and I would go and uh, sit in the back and think he was funny and then go home. <laughs> we were, we were, I was just struck with uh, the similarities there because... Becky and I went to a group called InterVarsity. You had Campus Crusade, InterVarsity, and, and I also was the MC. We met mm-hmm. on Thursday nights. Becky's thing, though, that she observed about me was how good-looking I was. And so, Wayne, though somebody said to me afterwards, when did she get her glasses? <laughs> but, um, anyway, I, yeah, so, so you, did you date all four years? Uh, we did, yeah. We um, we did, and uh, I wish Wayne were here because he could set me straight because I'm not very good yeah. with numbers. But um, we knew each other. We were friends at first, uh, of course. Um, he was an engineering student, and uh, I was an education student, and he studied more than I did, okay. and I needed to study more than I did. All right. So, um, so that worked out well. That worked out well, yeah. I would, we'd hang out in the engineering library and study and um, just got to know each other real well. Knew each other for probably a year uh, as friends, dated, and then were engaged for a year, and then got married May 19th. In your senior year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a principle right down parents. You want your child to begin dating their first year in college. (laughs) Just joking, all right? All right. Um, it worked out. But that worked out really well. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. Fantastic. And, and like I mentioned earlier, it was my privilege to do your mm-hmm. wedding. Yeah. And it was, it was a, a great privilege. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your family. Okay. Yeah, your own immediate family. Okay. Yeah. So um, our oldest, Josh, um, is 16. He um, loves basketball. In fact, he's away in Minneapolis this weekend at a tournament. Playing basketball. Playing basketball, doing what he loves. Um, even though it's Mother's Day, he's gone, yeah. but that's okay. You'll forgive him. I'll forgive him. He yeah, called right. me this morning, so that was good. He called you. He good, called me, good, yeah. Good. Wish me happy Not a Mother's text, Day. Huh? No, a call. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Great. That was good. So uh, he's, you know, a very um, compliant child, very nice. Um, yeah. First child. First child. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does what he needs to do. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we had Luke. And then come, <laughs> I love that first child, second child. Yeah. Uh, Luke is 13. He is a seventh grader at Russell Middle School. He um, is, a, is an athlete. He plays yeah. all sports, baseball, all basketball, and football. In fact, he is at a baseball tournament this weekend. Man. Mm-hmm. It's like the yeah. whole deal. Yeah. And he, I didn't mention this earlier, he has a pre-stress fracture on his left arm. He's a lefty. So um, we're trying to 
Amen. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to keep him down, which is hard to do. Um, he is Henri, um, fun, um, Henri. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I have to say, out of all of us, he's probably got the biggest heart. Okay. Just has a tremendous heart for people. Huh. All right. Which is fun to see. And then... It's fun to hear that. Yeah. And then uh, is we have Olivia. And Olivia. she's eight. She'll be nine tomorrow. Okay. On May 9th. Great. Um, and she... Um, she is spunky and sweet, um, and her freckles come out in the sun and, uh, she loves, she loves sports she's, because she's grown up with her brothers going yeah. to their sporting activities. And she plays, um, uh, in, it's called a miracle league, um, which is a, a baseball league for kids with special needs. And she's a lefty. She's a lefty. She's a lefty. Okay. Yep. So she has her own pink bat and her pink helmet and, uh, loves it, loves it. Yeah, and she'll run to first base, and she walks with the walker, which I'll talk about yeah. in a little bit. But she loves, um, oh, there she is. Great, great. Yeah, we were given um, tickets to sit at a Creighton uh, Blue Jays basketball game from a friend that I work with in the special handicapped um, seating. Oh, and really? Because okay. we live in, in a walking world, yeah. and it's nearly impossible to go yeah. to these things um, without some help. So um, here's the Blue Jay saying huh. hey to Olivia. So, yeah, that's Olivia. All right. Fantastic. Um, So let's let's, uh, share a little bit of Olivia's story, your story, and, again, the whole family story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, In December of 2001, I um, went to a a doctor's appointment with our two boys, and my sister actually was in town as well. And just going to hear the baby's heartbeat, um, you know, just the fun of yeah. it all. And uh, had we'd, t- I, I, we'd taken a, a blood test, and the numbers were off on that blood test. So there was kind of a red flag that something might be up with this unborn okay. baby. Okay. Um, so I remember the ultrasound technician who um, was Eric Crouch's mom said, well, let's, let's do that ultrasound. I'm flying to the... Uh, uh, the national championship dinner tonight, but I've got time <laughs> to, fun. yeah, yeah. So, um, she took a look at, you know, via ultrasound at the baby and noticed that there was something up, um, and, uh, told us that probably this baby was going to be born with spina bifida, okay. which is an opening in the spine, um, that never closes. It I mean, never... there's, there's skin covering it, but it's a malformation of the spine that happens during the first month of development in All the right. womb. Huh. So she saw that on the ultrasound. And um, I didn't mention this earlier at, at the first service, but in the corner there were some big red balloons. <laughs> and my boys were looking. They were Luke was four and Josh was seven. And they were looking at these balloons. And, and uh, Eric's mom said, would your boys like to take those balloons home? And I'm like, no, those are special balloons. She's like, no, those are um, those are Heisman, or those are national championship balloons. We're going to go get Heisman trophy balloons in just a few hours. So take wow. those balloons. <laughs> yeah. They have fun. Yeah. yeah. So we took, the, we took the balloons home, kept them forever. Uh, so. Yeah, I bet you did. Or yeah, have. Yeah. yeah. So on the way out, um, wow. as you may or may not be able to imagine, I was shocked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was mad. I was sad. Um, and I remember my sister said to me, um, it's all, this is part of God's plan. And, and I couldn't handle that at that moment. No. And I said, you know what? I don't like the plan. The plan stinks. Yeah. And uh, we walked out, and um, yep. there that's was... That's where you were. I that's mean, where that's I was. It. Yep. 
So just came home and um, was tremendously sad. Um, it, was, it was such, I didn't talk about this earlier, but it was such a surreal drive home. It was, it was as if my life had kind of stopped at oh, that I, point. I and and yeah. through the tears, we're driving home, huh. and, and the rest of the world is moving on. You know, but oh. I felt kind of stuck in sure. that moment. Yes. Um, so it was very, very strange. So I went home and cried and cried um, and spent a lot of time crying. And um, uh, re- I remember laying in bed one night and uh, before Josh, again, who was seven, went to bed, he came in and laid next to me, put his arm around me and said, you know what, Mom? It's going to be okay. Yeah. This is all part of God's plan. And I could handle that yeah. because this was my child. Yeah. And he was seven, and it was just, you know, beautiful. One of the things that Angela brought out at first service is how um, uh, the Lord met, met you mm-hmm. uh, and spoke to you through people yeah. at just the right time. Yeah. And um, that certainly is an example right there. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think... And if I could just for a moment just speak to all of us who are kids. How many of us here today are, are a kid? Just curious how you got born. Okay. You know, right? We're, we've all got parents. And, and my parents are both gone. But, you know, there, there, there does come this time. And I, and I, and I want to say this. It, it, you don't have to wait till you're an adult for this to happen. You can do this for your parent as a... Someone as young as as, as Josh was, uh, and or you can do it as as an adult for your parent, or you can do it for your parent when you're in high school. There are going to be those times when your dad or your mom need you to be the person that's Jesus for them at that moment to just say what they need to hear. Beck and I have in in a, on a wall in our house just a, a little piece of paper. It's really small that Greg had sent to us when, in a, in a card that he, that he had written in, it, that he, he sent to us just to let us know that he was thinking about us and praying for us when, when he knew that we were both going through a very, very difficult time in our life. And, and we're just going to keep that little piece of paper there forever. I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of times I, I look at that and how much it means to me. It's like it, it means the same thing to me every time, I, every time I read it. So, boy, kids, don't underestimate what, what you can be for your parents with just a simple word at times. Yeah. So uh, during that time, I would let certain people into my yeah. life and certain people I, you know, just couldn't. I just, yeah. Um, and I remember sleeping at night with the TV on because I felt like if I would wake up in the middle of the night and the TV would be on, it, it would, it, it would remind me that this is real. It wasn't a dream and I'm really going through what I'm going through. And one night, um, Meg Ryan was doing an interview with someone like entertainment tonight or something. And I love Meg Ryan. Um, and she said something, um, that was so wise. She said, we will all go through, um, challenges in our lives. And, and we have two choices, um, to move on and to grow from it and to allow it to change us or to just stay there and do nothing. Do nothing. Mm -hmm. So it was at that time that I decided, you know what, it's time to move on. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, you would never have thought God speaking to you through a TV at the middle of the night, uh, through Meg Ryan, through Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. And yet God does. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's 
That's wonderful. So in, in a sense, that was uh, part of the turning point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Unpack a little bit more um, what's been happening over the last several years. Then go back to, in fact, go back to, you know, you're pregnant uh-huh. and you've, yep. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was um, about 25 weeks gestation to okay. give you a, a time frame as far as when we found out that news. Hmm. Um, and we decided to, there was something new, um, a, a maternal fetal surgery was available, not to everyone. You had to meet some requirements and um, it was expensive and it was risky. Um, uh-huh. But we, we decided, um, you know what, let's look into this yeah. and um, huh. just let God control it. So he led us to it. And, um, and you, you, were, you were able to get in for that surgery? We had maternal fetal surgery at uh, Vanderbilt University Medical Center, which yeah. is one of three hospitals that did it at that time, at that time. in the United States. Yeah. Um, and we had to think, you know, did the, did the benefits outweigh the risks? Because our baby could have been born at, at that point, it would have been 27 weeks gestation, which would have been could have been a whole another slew of problems um, if she would have been born at that time but um god was good and uh, led us to that and through it um the surgery was successful um i I guess i explained a little bit how it works yeah a little bit why don't you do that um so what happens is um of course i'm anesthetized through and and the baby's anesthetized through me and and the uh, there's a pediatric neurosurgeon that comes in and um, does a C-section, keeps the baby inside the womb, but uh, makes an incision about the length of your index finger and maneuvers the baby's spine to that opening so that he can sew up that opening with a little teeny tiny piece of thread. Is that incredible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, let me back up. They had to take out all the amniotic fluid first, otherwise that would have disappeared. So uh, they kept that in a warmer during the surgery. And uh, once they sewed her spine up, um, put everything back, um, that was it. And just, you know, they said, you know, hang on because my body wanted to deliver her. Because of that. Because of that. The trauma, the mm -hmm, trauma of it all. mm -hmm, Okay. Yeah. And so our surgeon before surgery said, is there something you'd like me to tell your child when I see her? (laughs) And uh, we said, tell her we love her and to be strong. And so um, after the surgery, we said, so what'd you tell her? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, I told her what you told me. And I told her she had really cute buns. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, yeah. yeah. It's good to have some humor in there. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I think you did a pretty cool thing when you came home. Uh, we were talking about this between services. Yeah. With yeah. With, with your family. family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, like I said, my body wanted to deliver the baby, and it wasn't time yet. The more time she had in the womb, the better, the more okay. she could heal. Um, so we would celebrate the turning of each week um, with uh, some sort of dessert. And so, and, and we'd put candles. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it became a party. We'd, we'd put candles in the cake or the pie or the cookies. And Luke, who was four, wanted to turn off all the lights in the house, um, so, you know, we'd have these candles on and it, it came to where, um, you know, when you have a birthday, you make a wish and you blow out your candles. Yeah. Well, we all made wishes, which became prayers for this unborn child, um, that the Lord would keep her, um, healthy and safe until her arrival. I love that. That's yeah. beautiful. Just yeah. think of all the prayer going in oh, there. Yeah. 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 
Um, And these weekly milestones together as a family. Yeah, we celebrated each week. Yeah, and she was born at 37 weeks, two days, which is considered full term, which was a big, a big answer to prayer. You know what? What you were really doing there with that, and maybe it's another thing to think about, is how important it is to create memories uh, for for our family, for our children, and. Boy, what you did by doing that, you created a memory in the lives of your two boys that they'll never forget. Yeah. They'll just look yeah. back on that. They'll be like, you know, like, like a, uh, a stake in the ground for yeah. them spiritually yeah. when they, they look back and they see God's faithfulness each week all the way to yeah. that 37th. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads me to ask you the question of the name, oh. Olivia. Yeah, yeah, you're at the hospital and... Yeah. Which I, I love that, too. So, yeah, yeah Steve um, said, talk about the name. Well, her name is Olivia Hope. And I thought, how did we come up with Olivia, other than I love Olivia Newton-John? Um, <laughs> but but Hope really is the, the just the cool name. We were... Uh, the day before, the night before her, before our maternal fetal surgery, Wayne and I went to see a movie. Kind of keep our minds off of things. Yeah. And I remember praying several times throughout that time that, you know, Lord, just... Show me a sign that this is the right thing to do, that this is the good thing to do. Because it was, like I said, very risky. So we're walking out of the movie theater. And Which was Fast and Furious. Wasn't that the movie? No, just show <laughs> No. Me. Okay. It was I'm a, sorry. It was a beautiful mind. Okay. okay. Um, anyway, there was this big, giant poster. You know how they have posters advertising movies that yeah. are coming out? Well, there was a, a poster um, advertising this movie that I never saw. Um, and the movie was called Joshua. And Joshua, our Joshua, had been such, uh, 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 just made such an impact on, on the healing process um, and the growing process during that time. So I looked up at it, and it said Joshua, and then it said, Hope Has a Name. Wow. And I thought, it's really? got to be hope. And in the whole time, we were all about hope and the hope that we have in the Lord, um, not only for this, but for eternal things um, was just very meaningful. Wow. It's beautiful. I I think back just when I did that Jacob series and what his name, every time you heard his name, what it meant to him. And for Olivia Hope, you know, hearing her name, what it means, the significance of it, it just speaks volumes. Uh, It's great. So, a little bit more. So, the years Olivia's born and what's transpired? Um, Like I said, she was was born and and kind of the product of the surgery was um, she does not have a shunt. Um, which is um, something that is put in kids' near, near your brain to drain the excess fluid away from your brain okay. and into your abdomen. Um, because like plumbing, her spinal column, the spinal fluid doesn't, didn't, um, doesn't um, flow the way it should. Wait, but, sure. okay. but because of the surgery, perhaps, um, she doesn't need a shunt, okay. which is incredible. Yeah. Um, she walks with a walker. In fact, she runs. She with, runs. She, we race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wears little, uh, little AFOs or little braces on her feet. Um, and, uh, um, she is, um, both mentally and physically handicapped. And the, the mental part was, um, a hard thing to walk through. Yeah. But I tell people that she is my wisest professor and has taught me things about life that the wisest professor could never touch. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, um, and you can bring in that scripture whenever yeah. you want, but 
that to me is an example of the truth of that scripture. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you, did you want to mention that? Sure, no, I, yeah. I don't want to lead you into it. No, it's great. Okay. Um, during this time, um, God's word just came alive. Mm. Yeah. In a way that they never had before. Yeah. I think I was going to cry. That's right. Yeah. So um, Psalm 139 is so, so powerful. And it says, Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were, were written in your book before one of them came to be. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, that is, that's truth. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. That's the bottom line. Uh, yeah. Now, um, trying to think of different... Let me, let me, let me just... Wonderful phrase that Angela gave to me when we were our 20 minutes getting ready for, for this. Uh, two words, not happy, and then two words, gives joy. Explain that a little bit, and let's unpack that. I, I just love that. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. what really brought this, um, just brought, brought this home was the song we were singing this morning. Yeah. Joy in the pain. Joy in the pain. And even though, you know, it was such a painful, hard experience, it wasn't happy. But because of who I am, uh, you know, and and my relationship with the Lord, um, I could experience joy in that pain. In that pain, yeah. And and that's not a flippant, surfacey kind of thing you're saying. I mean, one of the things, Angela, we've talked about that's happened in in you through this mm-hmm. is just deepening your own character. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to live on a surface. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned, um, through Olivia that, um, what matters, um, I, I've yeah. learned about love yeah. and, uh, joy and, um, perspective yeah. and the things that really matter in this life and the things that don't. Yeah. Yeah. That is just like, if there's any other lesson to take away from, this time, and it's it's us learning it as parents. It's it's us helping our children to learn this uh, by by teaching them through the hard times in life. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, sometimes as parents, we just want to protect them yeah. from those yeah. hard times, and it's it's much wiser to to not be so protective all the yeah. time. And it's uh, through those hard times that we can be changed. Yeah, if we allow them to if, change us. If we allow us to change them to change us for the good. Mm-hmm. I and, and you know, speaking of the. The fun times and the happy times in the midst of some of the hard stuff. I, you know, I just love that thing about uh, that she, you know, herself played baseball, mm-hmm. plays baseball, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, runs with a walker. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I love the part um, her grandfather told me. Bill, uh, she she calls him Bill. <laughs> yes, I like that. You know, it's, and so the lesson yeah. there is let your grandchildren call you whatever they want yeah. to call you. It's fine. Yeah. 
you know, and yeah. I, I, man, it sounds good no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. And uh, and if I could just camp on that one other one other thing, and sure. is and and maybe this is a question um, that we can come to here is how can we encourage the parents of special needs children. In fact, there's several things, and yeah. one is and we'll come to this one too. Your message to moms. Okay. But one of the things that I just think of is uh, how important uh, extended family yeah. is, just even in yeah. that, and yeah. how uh, your parents, mm-hmm. every Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, and how, how I found out about this, I was having lunch with Bill one day, and, mm-hmm. and he was heading from lunch to go pick Olivia up mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. On, on Wednesday. Yeah. And they, we call it Wednesdays, they... Wednesdays with Mormor and Bill. Uh, and uh, with who? <laughs> more, more. It's the Swedish word for grandmother. Really? Mm-hmm. More, more. More, more. And Bill. How appropriate. Give me more dessert. More, more. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. And when she was little, she learned sign language before she could talk because she was very slow to speak. And the sign for more is this. Really? So, more, more. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So Olivia gets off of school early on, on Wednesday afternoons, and she spends Wednesday afternoons with more, more and Bill. Huh. And then, like, you got, you and Wayne do your thing. And we, you that's our date night. Yeah. In the yeah, evening. It's our date night. Yeah. That's great. Um, any any th- other things you can add in terms of, and then we'll come to the question, your message to moms, but mm-hmm. anything can be done to, from your experience to encourage parents of special needs mm. kids? You um, know, um, when, when we were going through this, and still certainly today, it, yeah. it's, it's not over. No. Um, it is very up and down. You know, recently in February, Olivia had a four-hour seizure. Four hours. And so um, we were, you know, in the hospital with that, and, um, uh, you know, you're taken right back to um, fear and worry and anxiety. And uh, But the cool part is, is you just think, you know, uh, every time the Lord meets me where I'm at and, and gives me what I need to get through it. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. um, as far as, you know, encouraging other people, um, get in there and get dirty, you know? Don't yeah. don't say, let, just let me know if I can help you. Yeah, don't say that. Don't say that. Just do it. Just, just help. do it. Just, just say, do something. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got an extra pizza. Vera, bless her heart. Huh. When we were um, in the hospital this past time for the seizures, she made us like three of her pizzas. Her, her <laughs> that famous are incredible. pizzas, yeah. yeah. And just brought them over. So, um, yeah, I would just encourage you to just do what you feel led to do. Now, what would you say to uh, the young mom just brought her child home from the hospital? And I know you've got something else you're mm-hmm. thinking about there, too. Mm-hmm. So, take whichever um, one. Okay. I, um, I, I guess I'll take it this way. Um, recently, a friend of mine just had a baby. And her friend had a baby. So two brand new babies. One baby was born with Down syndrome. The other baby wasn't. And so my friend said, how, what do I say? What do I say to this mom who just had this baby? She said, I feel like I need to say I'm sorry. Hmm. And I said, no, don't yeah. say you're sorry. Yeah. Because it is, it, it's a gift, you know. They're both gifts. And, and I, I said this last service yeah. that um, this was a really um, cool poem that someone gave to me when I was going through um, all this stuff. And, and the poem is, it, it, it's when you're pregnant and you're getting ready to have a baby, it's like you're going on a trip to Italy. Oh, and, yeah. um, you, you know, you're ready to go. It's exciting. Um, but then mid-flight, the pilot decides, you know what? 
we're going to go to Holland instead. So Holland, um, just as beautiful, but different, different in a different way. Slower, um, you know, just different. So it's kind of like having two babies. Um, they're just different, but yeah. both beautiful. But both beautiful. Yeah. There's so much wisdom there. Um, you know, and, and again, I'd say for us as parents, it's so important to, to teach our children these things. Yeah. 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 So how about to that young mom who just brought that little baby mm-hmm. home? I love what you said last service. That, that was good. Um, I, you know, I guess I would tell her to um, relax, enjoy each moment as they come, and to hang on loosely because oh. ultimately you're not in charge. Yeah. God is. And how about, did I ask you last year, how about um, anything for older moms? You did, and I yeah. came up with a better answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, just keep loving, which you should. Yeah. But um, my mom, um, who, who uh, does this even today, she said, you need to say to stay on your knees and pray for your children. Ah, uh, yes. So yeah. that's what I would say. That's great. Uh, and I... I can really vouch for that one, being an older parent. Yeah. 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 How important that is. Yeah. Um, Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Very much. You're welcome. Okay, everybody. How about a hand for Angela? (laughs) No, Angela, I read that. Um, from Psalm 139, and before Rob comes up and leads us in a closing song, I um, thought I would just read it back to you again, because it, it, it is the truth, and it speaks to all of us, because the, the truth is God loves every single one of us here in this morning with such great love that he not only gave us the privilege of life on this earth, but he he even thought about more than that. He went beyond life on this earth to life eternally. And because God knew that we're sinners and knows we're sinners, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to be our Savior, to make it possible to be able to have the strength that Angela has experienced in her life now, but also made it possible for us to be able to have God's forgiveness and the promise of eternal life. And so this is... This is, uh, this is really you that's being described right here. David's writing about, about himself, but he's speaking for all of us. And he's speaking to God the Father, and he said, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that. Well, He's saying, I know that with all my heart. I'm convinced of it. God, you're an amazing God in creating, in creating me and creating each one of us. So let's, uh, let's stand in, in worship as we close our time together this morning. <laughs>